This is how to profit off of the upcoming real estate market crash. If you play this right, this could be an amazing opportunity. Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. This episode of The Bean Pod is sponsored by KyberSwap. KyberSwap is a DEX and DEX aggregator, which is built to facilitate all your DeFi needs in one single platform. Fast, cheap, and safe. User experience is KyberSwap's sole focus to make everyone's life better in DeFi. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today, we're going to teach you how to profit off of the upcoming real estate market crash. If you haven't heard, or if you're not aware, there is an upcoming market crash that is going to absolutely obliterate the housing market. But it's not all fear and gloom. If you pay attention to the end of this episode, we'll show you some possible ways where you can actually profit off of what is about to happen here. Yeah, so the the warning sh- the warning shot for me was listening <laughs> to Jerome Powell last week in his, you know, seemingly weekly speech about how terrible <laughs> the markets are, and he said that out of everything right now, he's worried about the real estate market. Mm. It's been running hot for several years now, and he specifically said in his speech that it needs to come down, and he even mentioned 20% correction. Mm. As soon as I heard that, I said, here's an opportunity. Yeah, I mean, it has to happen. Again, we've reiterated this fact several times through these episodes. To bring inflation down, you need to increase interest rates because this curbs people's spending. You know, we've brought up some figures previously. We'll allude to them again in this episode. But when you take a $100,000 loan, which a couple of years ago was only, you know, 1%, you only owe back the interest of $1,000. But now when you increase it, increase it to 7%, which is what they're sitting at now, you now owe back $7,000. Mm. But a lot of people's mortgages are not 100,000. They're 500,000. So multiply that number now. With these interest rates going up, people can't go out and spend. So in theory, it should affect the supply and demand, bringing down inflation, which is why they're trying to topple the housing market right now. Exactly. You know, we'll bring it back to the start of the pandemic, which was one of the causes of this current real estate bubble. Um, You know, interest rates were brought down to basically zero. And since then, supply and demand for housing is now completely out of whack. You have a very low supply of houses and new houses being built and a very high demand because everyone wanted to buy houses because the interest rates were so low. And to add to the supply part of it, you have a shortage of goods, construction goods, you know, supply chain crisis right now, and a, a, a shortage of workers mm. because there's a shortage of workers in every industry. So all that's added up to a massive supply deficit and still demand is raging for houses. I think he, he Powell said it in his speech. He said, famously, houses were selling to the first buyer at 10% above asking price, no questions asked. Mm. That's a sign of a housing bubble if I've ever heard one. Yeah, absolutely. And people wanted to get out of the cities. You don't remember when covid first hit everybody was rushing to the suburbs you know i'm getting out of here i'm working from home and interest rates were low and but now a lot of these companies from this work from home perspective you know are laying off a lot of these tech companies that's one of the easiest jobs to have a work away position in yep. is tech and tech is laying off a lot of people right now yeah the uh, the cities that were saw like a massive flight of workers leaving san francisco all these tech hubs new york and stuff 
you know, regional cities in Idaho and Wyoming, their real estate markets are really starting to crash mm. because now everyone's like, oh shit, I got fired. I can't work from home anymore. I got to move back to San Francisco, back to New York. Now everyone's trying to, everyone at once is trying to sell. And it's like, you know, what's the game with the chairs, musical Musical chairs. chairs, Yeah. Yeah. Now everyone's like, shit, we're all trying to sell at once. There's no buyers. Prices are plummeting there. And I think that's what he want. Powell wants to see in the whole country. Well, I mean, yet there's not a lot of buyers right now because a, I think people are expecting the prices to come down a lot further than they are. So why would you buy now? You know, I think it was uh, the Bank of Canada, sort uh, TD Bank said that prices will fall around another twenty five percent from their all time high. So that's a rel- next year. So that's a that's a huge dip that mm. in the prices. But I think people are being financially stretched as well and don't necessarily have the necessary funds to be purchasing the house, especially with the uncertainty of how higher interest rates going to go. Do you lock yourself in at a at a seven percent, or do you do variable in hopes that the rates are going to come down? Mm. So there's so much uncertainty there. Like I wouldn't want to buy a house right now, right? So, but if you want to exit the market because you can't afford it, you're now going to have to drop the price so low to get out of the market. Right. So it's a tricky situation. And if you were paying attention to that speech again with that dot plot that they showed, they're planning on keeping interest rates very high and elevated for potentially a lot longer than main, than people thought. They said through to 2025, yes. interest rates are going to be hiked. So that's, I mean, already we've seen um, 30-year fixed rate home loans up to six, 6.25% last week. They were as low as 2.8% last year. Right. So it's already doubled, tripled. Um, mortgage rates have, are now as high as they've been since 2008, but many are expecting them to climb, continue to climb. So it puts buyers in a, a tricky spot. So... I mean, yes, we, we are starting to see the downturn and the buying opportunities in the real estate market will be there. But today, eventually in the episode, we're going to tell you how to, you know, even if you're not in the housing market, we're going to teach you how to profit from this real estate market crash, which we think is maybe only just beginning. Absolutely. So prices have fallen in August the most since 2011 in housing prices. The median mortgage payment, get this, is up 45% this year. Wow. People are not going to be able to afford this. So inevitably, we are going to see a housing crash. I saw a really interesting stat. The income needed to afford a house in Texas has gone from 76000 in 2020 to 160000 in 2022. I saw that was Austin, Texas, right? Yeah. yeah that was- so that's just like, that's the peak. I mean, there's obviously other cities and, um, and states, but the, the premise is the exact same. Mm. You still need to essentially double your income to be able to afford a house at today's rates, which yeah. is nuts. It's tricky because, um, as I as I mentioned earlier, there are certain regions of the states that are seeing the housing market topple over very quickly. But on the flip side, and this is what the Fed and Powell do not want to see, there are still housing markets, many across the country, that are raging. So Austin, Texas is one of them. Miami, Tampa Bay, all these, these are a lot of cities that, so there's been this tech flight from San Francisco because it was just way too expensive. And then when COVID hit, everyone's like, fuck this, I'm out of San Fran. They're all going to Miami, Austin, Texas, Tampa, Florida, these red states, right? The real estate markets are raging there still. So, you know, until those start to cool off, they're not going to be thinking about, you know, uh, decreasing their rate hikes. So the fact that you're still seeing big cities in America, the real estate markets are going up, even through this crisis in the stock markets, the traditional markets, it's still a sign that we're not near the end of this yet. We're yeah, just absolutely. beginning. And it's interesting because you have the, the reason, 
because what's going to happen is once people start defaulting on their loans, what's that? What do you think? Will the Fed pivot? You know, will they bail the banks out again? Because mm-hmm. the banks are the ones who lent the loans out. But then if people can't afford to pay, pay the banks back on their mortgage, what's going to happen there? All the houses are going to get repoed again. So yeah, it's, it's tricky. And then another point I wanted to, I forgot to mention earlier when I was talking about the supply crisis, because you know, it, it's all about supply and demand for pricing, right? right. And because of the supply chain crisis and uh, shortage of workers and all this kind of stuff, the U.S. currently only has a roughly two-month supply of new available homes for sale. The historical level is six months of supply. So it's only at 33% of current supply of houses, which just shows you that there's just not nearly as much to go around, mm. especially given elevated demand from the previously low rates. That's right. So it's way out of whack right now. So they, they've got a lot of tightening to do, which is why I think it is an interesting time to look at these potential hedges to profit from a potential real estate market crash. So if you think the market's going to go down, typically you could short it, right? Mm-hmm. People make money on the way up. People make money on the way down. You can do that with stocks. You can do it with crypto. There's actually some inverse uh, real estate investment trust um, stocks that you can actually play and short the housing market. That's some right. Some with 1x leverage, up to 3x leverage that we can discuss. Yeah. So, I mean, you, um, you posted this in the Discord, what, like a week or two ago? when we had kind of had the idea for this episode after watching Jay, uh, the Powell speech and already, you know, uh, DRV, the one that is the three X short leveraged. So basically what they are is they're, they're inverse ETF stocks. So you're shorting the uh, New York's real estate index or something like that. Yeah. The bet. So it, the benchmark is measured against the real estate select sector index. Mm. It's the ticker I X R T R E T R. So it'll go the inverse way of what the index of real estate is at that current moment. Right. So it, it's, you know, it's a simpler way to short the real estate market. Yeah. You know, short shorting stocks and ETFs is is risky, especially when you're looking at leverage. So 2X, 3X. But if you think about, and I think after this, it's, we could touch about the 2008 real estate crash versus the 2002 crash we have up in the, uh, the image here to, to just kind of speculate on how far the crash will go. But back to these stocks, I mean, if, if you really are confident that the housing market is going to come down over the next six to 12 months, these short real estate ETF stocks could be an interesting play to hedge your portfolio, right? Yeah. So the, the one-time leverage is the ProShares short real estate. It's the ticker R-E-K. So that's one times leverage. I like how it's REC. <clears throat> yeah. Like everyone right now in the market just getting <laughs> wrecked. wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then you have uh, the 2X leverage which is the ticker SRS. And then you have the 3X leverage, which which is DRV, which is direction. Um, these are pretty risky though, right? So you think like 3X leverage, it's like, oh, the housing market's going to go from, uh, you know, the average house, medium price is 500 grand. It's going to go down to 400 grand. So I'll just short it for the next year. doesn't really work like that. So... What you need to understand is that these are le- leveraged ETFs that seek a return of the return of the benchmark index for a, this is important, for a single day. Mm. The fund should not be expected to provide three times or negative three times the return of the benchmark's cumulative return for periods greater than a day. So it's always measured against that day. Very right. important. So don't expect to just ride these for the next eight months while the market crashes. They're short-term plays. These are very short-term plays. Get in and out for sure. I think it's it's something, once you understand what it is, it can be an interesting short-term play for your yeah. stock portfolio, getting in and out of these these short 
real estate uh, ETFs. Yeah. Um, but you know, when you think about, again, zooming out the broader scope, everyone kind of thinks, okay, we have, we're having a real estate, we're having a market crash, we're having a real estate market crash. Well, what about 2008? What happened in 2008 versus what's happening right now? Mm. You know, there are parallels, but is it similar? Is it going to be as bad? Probably not. Because the 2008 one was, was, you know, the crash was built on all these subprime mortgages. They're just giving loans to everyone willy-nilly. And then all of a sudden, no one can repay their loans. And it was just a house of cards and it, and it crumbled. Regulations were put in place, which allowed for that not to happen again. Right. So we're not really in a di- as dire of a situation. But as we alluded to on previous episodes, there's this huge credit. Um, what's, what's the, what do you say the other day? There's uh, the most amount of credit loans. Or yeah. Credit, um, credit card Lending is yeah. up at the highest highest it's ever been. Right. It's like sixteen trillion or something. In debt. And so when you yeah. have that in in combination with people getting le- um, laid off, and then all these these problems with these mortgages, there is a potential for, I mean, be a mini crash compared to the two thousand eight one. I don't think it's going to be as bad. So people are going to say, oh, they're they're saying uh, the real estate market's going to go down. Well, look at two thousand eight; it's going to go down that much. Probably not. It's a bit of a different situation, mm. but. It's still worth still worth monitoring because these these short plays could you know, I've noticed since I've been looking at them on a day where the market crashes, generally these short real estate ETFs go up. Right. So it's it's a hedge. Exactly. It's a good excellent hedge when things are down. Mm. Another way you could kind of play it is I was just reading the news uh, today. This might this article is you know a couple of weeks old, but still it caught my eye and it's tough to see everything. Um, Amazon is now buying real estate. Mm. This is actually one of my biggest fears because. For a younger generation trying to get into the housing market, it just seems like... So I remember when my, my parents or my grandparents or whatever buying a house and you see what the property that they got for like 50 grand, 80 grand. And you're like, what? 80 grand you got that place for? Mm. If you want to buy that now, it's like a million bucks. So we're all looking for these opportunities to like hopefully get into the market. And now you ha- this is my, my fear is that you're going to have these large corporations start buying up all this discounted land and, and houses, and we're not going to have that opportunity. Right. Right. But if you want to invest in the company that's doing this, um, Amazon is expanding their real estate portfolio. They're doing it through a company called Realogy. That's the company behind Century 21. Realogy is the nation's biggest residential real estate broker. It has a $600 million market cap, uh, which peaked at $7 billion in 2013. So, this is one I'd maybe look at as a bounce play for when the real estate market does pick up again. Right. What's the ticker? Uh, I don't have the ticker on me. The right. company is called Realogy. Okay, Realogy. All right, yeah, we'll check it out. That's, that could be an interesting play. I mean, look, if Amazon and Bezos and these guys are doing that, as we always talk about, you know, the small fish get fried. I believe it's H-O-U-S. Okay. I like that. House. Yeah. House. Um, you know, the small fish get fried. The big fish, they take advantage of these opportunities more so than anyone else mostly because they have the capital available to deploy and we don't. Um, but if you follow what they do, you know, there's a potential to ride on their coattails on these interesting plays like that. Um, yes, I mean, look at these look at these short real estate uh, ETFs, REC, DRV, well, the SRS. Um, that's an interesting play as well. If you're looking to short the real estate market, there's other interesting plays you could look at, such as maybe shorting some, if you know how to short stocks, you know, you could short like, uh, what's it, Open Door? Open Door Technologies. You know, any yeah. of these stocks that are in the real estate sector, that you th- if real estate's going to, you know, come down, all these things are going to come down. It's a tech stock too, yeah. so it's probably going down. Uh, the last play, you could how you could approach this from a physical perspective, is if you're able to obtain US dollars, because the, you know, if you look at the DXY, 
the U.S. dollar compared to other uh, currencies in that basket, you know, compared to the pound, et cetera, what you'll see is the U.S. dollar's strength right now is incredible. Mm. So if you can somehow obtain U.S. dollars and then maybe purchase land in a another, pl- another place, you could actually benefit from that land growth at a later date. Mm. Yeah, maybe a little bit more capital to do that one, but hey, hey, depending on whoever's, I don't know. Who's yeah, yeah, absolutely, right? so, no, for sure. It's yeah. you know different, different play, different strokes for different folks. Exactly. There's, uh, it's definitely worth watching. I think as we've talked about, we've been driving this point home that we're really at, the, at probably the start of this recessionary period. And if Powell says the housing market has to come down twenty percent, I don't think they're going to stop until the housing market comes down at least twenty percent. Yeah. So look at some of these short plays. If you're able to get ready to buy the housing market dip because long-term housing, real estate and land goes up because everyone needs it. Yep. Um, but it's just, it's interesting to be prepared about these things um, so you can potentially capitalize on them. Absolutely. Hey, if we missed anything in this episode, let us know. Maybe some other ways to play it. Let us know in the comments and then tune to the next episode. That one's going to be a banger. All views expressed by speakers on the Bean Pod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the Bean Pod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only.